This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, January 21st. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Vilsack's Day on the Hill. Price tag for climate projects and starting from scratch on Build Back Better. Potential nominee knows trade. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack confirms that USDA is expecting to spend about a billion dollars from the Commodity Credit Corporation for developing climate-smart agriculture commodities. AgriPulse asked Vilsack about that number after he testified at a House Ag Committee hearing yesterday. I think that's a fair number, Vilsack replied. Take note, Vilsack also reported uh, told reporters the nomination for USDA Undersecretary for Trade has been delayed because of the vetting that is required. Vilsack said he has a complex set of business relations and he knows trade. Vilsack did not name the person. Vax mandate, false issue, Vilsack says. Vilsack used the four-hour hearing to push back on concerns that the government-wide vaccine mandate is harming farm programs. Committee Republicans repeatedly questioned Vilsack about concerns that the mandate had created staffing shortages in Farm Service Agency field offices. Vilsack called the concern, quote, a false issue, citing data, he said, showed farmers were being served at pre-pandemic levels. By the numbers, of 90,000 USDA employees, 600 have either not been vaccinated or haven't received an approved exemption or accommodation, he said. About 89% of USDA's workforce has been vaccinated. Amid shortage, farmers urge to cut fertilizer usage. Lawmakers pressed Vilsack repeatedly about fertilizer availability and price spikes. Vilsack used the questions to make the case that many farmers are using more fertilizer than they need to. He also touted a new crop insurance endorsement that will protect farmers against yield losses if they decide to split nitrogen applications during the growing season and can't make the second application because of weather. We need to make sure we are using fertilizer appropriately and wisely, he said. Why it matters? Well, the average feed grain operation will pay $128,000 more on fertilizer this year, an increase of 39.55 per acre, that according to Texas A&M University study. You can read our report on the hearing for Vilsack's comments on other issues, including China and plans for making payments for cover crops and disaster aid. Starting over on Build Back Better, President Biden expressed confidence this week that he can get Congress to pass portions of his Build Back Better bill, including the climate provisions that include significant new funding for climate-related farming practices. But Senator Joe Manchin, the West Virginia Democrat, indicated to reporters yesterday that the negotiations will have to start over and that his previous offer is off the table. We'll just be starting from scratch whenever we start the talks, he said. He also said it's critical that inflation and the COVID-19 pandemic first eases up. By the way, 
Secretary Vilsack expressed optimism during the House Ag hearing that the Ag climate provisions could still get enacted. That's not the area where there is disagreement or concern, he told lawmakers. Vilsack told reporters that the Build Back Better bill's $10 billion in child nutrition provisions could be attached to a child nutrition reauthorization bill. Neither the House nor the Senate has acted on that legislation. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. South Africa extends bid to punish chicken imports. South Africa has imposed anti-dumping duties on bone-in poultry imports from five more countries, effectively ensuring that all of its foreign suppliers now face steep tariffs, that according to USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Brazil, Denmark, Ireland, Poland, and Spain joined the U.S., U.K., Germany, and the Netherlands as targets for the duties. South Africa's anti-dumping duties on U.S., British, German, and Dutch poultry have already made a significant impact that, according to the FAS office in Pretoria, South Africa's poultry imports have declined by 63% over the past three years, pushing up domestic prices and squeezing consumers' pocketbooks. FAO lauds success in taking plows to Africa. The United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization has been delivering heavy-duty plows to some of the driest lands in Africa, and the result isn't just better farming, it's also helping to stave off deforestation. The state-of-the-art Delfino plows delivered to farmers in Burkina Faso, Niger, Nigeria, and Senegal are creating large half-moon catchments ready for plant seeds and seedlings, boosting rainwater harvesting tenfold and making soil more permeable for planting than the traditional and backbreaking method of digging by hand, FAO says. By cutting deep through dried out soil, the plow can restore degraded soil and farmers don't have to clear additional forest land. That's extremely important in countries like Burkina Faso, where a third of the land has been degraded, according to FAO. EPA extends flexibilities on propylene glycol substitutes. EPA will allow pesticide registrants to use alternatives to inert ingredients derived from propylene glycol in order to address feedstock shortages caused by bad weather in the Gulf Coast in early 2021. Among other requirements, pesticide registrants must self-certify that the substitute inerts serve the same function in the product as propylene glycol and maintain the validity of product-specific data submitted in support of the registration. In July, EPA allowed use of the combination of other ingredients through 
the end of 2021. The latest action extends that flexibility through the end of 2022 due to continued disruptions to production. Waterway rehab billed as significant savings to farmers. The newly announced funding for upgrading Lock and Dam 25 in Missouri will speed barge transportation and translate into big savings for shippers and farmers. Representatives of the Waterways Council and the National Grain and Feed Association said yesterday. In an online call with Representative Sherry Bustos, the Illinois Democrat, NGFA's Vice President of Legislative Affairs and Public Policy, Bobby Frederick, and the Council's President and CEO, Tracy Z, praised the announcement that $732 million would be available for the improvements. It will be a significant savings to your average farmer, Z said, mentioning as an example time savings. Right now, it takes two to three hours to go through the lock. He said that time will be cut to 45 minutes. Here's today's He Said It. I have talked to Senator Manchin on many occasions. He's a good friend. That Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack at the House Ag Committee hearing about prospects for getting the Senate to pass the Build Back Better Bill's climate provisions. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, January 21st. Brought to you by Washington Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.